Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, great people, and welcome to the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Cues, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I am your overexcited host, Sam Hurley, and I am joined this week by my Scarlet Witch. How are you, Stacey? Is that a compliment? (laughs) (laughs) I'm good, thanks. I'm super excited to be talking about the 100th MCU movie that we've reviewed. Hey, 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 hey. It's 7,000, thank you. And I'm also joined by Machu. How are you, Machu? <laughs> mm, I'm doing all right. And there's great people today. I see you're pretty pretty excited, overexcited, oh, maybe. I am overly excited. I'm all barred up. I'm so ready for this. I'm so excited to talk about my most anticipated film of the year. Spoiler alert, fucking hated it. But it will... <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even say that with a straight face. But yeah, this week we are doing Avengers Endgame. It's finally come out. Probably going to be the best day of the year for me, and I'm having a kid this year, so... <laughs> and it's, I'm also having a divorce. It's, it's downhill from here, Sam. <laughs> he shed more tears in the movie than... Uh, he shed, shed on his wedding day, that's for sure. <laughs> so true, so true. So yeah, Avengers Endgame. I think everybody kind of gets what it is, kind of have to be living under a rock not to know what this movie is about. But Stacey, why don't you just hit us with a plot? This isn't so much the plot as the opening scene. I just pulled... <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay. Adrift in space with no food or water, Tony Stark sends a message to Pepper Potts as his oxygen supply starts to dwindle. Meanwhile, the remaining Avengers, Thor, Black Widow, Captain America and Bruce Banner, must figure out a way to bring back their vanquished allies for an epic showdown with Thanos, the evil demigod who decimated the planet and the universe. In yeah. the previous movie. That doesn't sum up anything, really. <laughs> no, Let's be doesn't. honest. What it a doesn't. shit plot that was. But that's the setup. Yeah, everyone, everyone gets it. It's really. about a big showdown with Thanos, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Let's let's see if they can bring it back. Yeah. Before we get into this massive spoiler alert for the entirety of the film, we're not going to hold back. Everything's on the table. So we'll get into it. Looking at the reviews for this movie, IMDb, 9.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 96%. Metacritic, ah, fuck you, Metacritic, 78%. Stacey Hurley, what would you give this as a score out of 10,000 snaps? And 9,127. Oh, holy shit. You've changed. You've changed, Stacey. (laughs) You are now a huge Marvel fan. Well, one of me. The reason is I can't think of that much that's wrong with it. Like, it was a pretty big, exciting, awesome movie. You know, I can't really pick that many holes in it. That's what I like to hear, babe. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. What about you, Machu? Like Iron Man's daughter. I I love this movie. (laughs) 3,000. No, I just like saying that actually. I thought, <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. Yeah. I forgot to shit my pants. <laughs> Is it 3,000 times three? I think it's 3,000 times two. No, no, 3,000 times three. This is a good movie. It's a, I enjoyed it. Well, thank God we can actually progress with this podcast. <laughs> oh, I was about to get kicked out then, so yeah. I gave it a Kicked time out? Through. That would have been gentle. You're about to become a corpse on the side of my fucking road, bro. Um, 20,000 out of 10,000. <laughs> I've seen this twice now, and I still loved it the first time as much as I loved it the second time. Wow. It's hard for me to even fault this, but I mean, we're going to get into that, because what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. We start with 10 questions we all answer, then move into three personal questions, then throw it over to you guys for our listener question. And the question we all start with is the compliment sandwich, where we go through one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good about this film. So guys, let's hear it. Stacey, why don't you lead us off? What's one thing good, one thing bad, one thing good about this film? Okay. It's just a bloody awesome finale. It tied up multiple storylines really neatly and concisely without wasting too much time. And there are a couple of cool elements to that that I liked. One was that they handled the Captain America and Iron Man reconciliation quite well. Mm -hmm. Because going into this movie, I was really worried. I was like, come on, they're not just going to kiss and make up in the first five minutes and get on with it. And they didn't, But and it was just done really well, I thought. And they brought back the Ancient One, which was cool. (laughs) And bad thing. Stacey has a thing for bald-headed people, eh? <laughs> yes, male and female. Bald headed people that speak in weird mystical conversations that make sense to no one but themselves. But how cool is Tilda Swinton and the fact that she's in Marvel movies? That's, that's mm. wicked. And bad thing, why did Hawkeye have to come back? The only. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I mean, I know. Stacey so, comes out of the gate swinging. So the only reason was so he could battle Black Widow for the Soul Stone. But they could have used someone else, like Buddy Rocket Raccoon or something. 
you know. Pretty sure Rocket Raccoon and oh, Blake Widow don't love so, each other. Yeah. Unless there's a bit of interspecies relationship. No, but they could have used any other two characters. You know what I'm saying? They could have used Buck Bucky Falcon. and Captain America oh, or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love you, bro. No, I love you, bro. <laughs> we'll get into that, but I think one of them is a clinger and the other one sort of moved on a bit there, bud. Okay, and the final good thing is it was actually just bloody exciting to watch this movie with the crowd reactions. We watched it at IMAX. It was a big theatre. I don't know, like three, four hundred people in there. Yeah. Super, super, super enthusiastic fans because it was opening day. In 3D. In 3D. Oh, people were just clapping and laughing and crying and it was really, oh, it was really funny. I've never ex- experienced that at the movies before. That was cool. a funny part. Like in different scenes, like again, obviously spoiler alert, you know, when Black Widow died and when Iron Man died. But when, when they died, it was funny because it has this like quite quiet part and you just sit there and you can see this... <laughs> Just coming from around the audience, yeah, eh? Going, People were just bawling yeah. their eyes out. I loved when, you know, the old characters came back, everyone was clapping, going, woo, and it's like, I don't know, it's like watching sport or something. There was no, like, <laughs> sniffing coming from me, though. It was more like... Yeah, and you just want well, to shut really up. Sweaty. And you actually ruined the movie because I couldn't hear what was going on. <laughs> Machu, what's your sandwich? Oh, I quite like the the start where they where they killed Thanos straight away. That was a bit surprising to me, and I'm not often surprised in types of movies like this that they they went and got him, cut off his head straight away. <laughs> and I was like, oh, whoa, where are they going from here? I'm surprised. Like, I, I just enjoy a different take on how often do you see the main villain get killed at the very start? I don't think I've ever seen that. Then I started getting into the movie, and my brain switched off, and I just took everything in after that, which was good because. Um, Nothing really happened for another. (laughs) (laughs) And that's getting to my bad thing. (laughs) There's this big, long, drawn-out nothingness. Void of, you know, building up for this battle. And yeah, another little bad thing I didn't like is we were just waiting to see the Hulk. I just wanted, I just wanted to see the Hulk. Um, in the last film, the Hulk got a beat down from Thanos and I thought this was the film that he was going to get crazy. And, and he did the opposite. He got real nerdy <laughs> and he sucked. Yeah. <laughs> they even showed yeah, scenes of how good he was in the previous films, in the movie. <laughs> yeah, baby so Hulk, you can yeah. see how shit he's become. Mm. Oh, where's the Hulk? Oh, where's Where's the, where's the Hulk? That's the Hulk I want to see. No, that's last. That, that's an old. That's an old version of the Hulk. Now we get scientist Hulk, and yeah. scientist Hulk sucks. Yeah, Here, do you want another taco, there, man? <laughs> <laughs> and hey, you guys want a selfie? Oh, dab, dab. <laughs> what is that? Dabs aren't going to be cool in five years. I want to be scared of Hulk when I walk past. I don't want to be jumping in his lap and having a selfie with him. What's wrong with? Oh, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> Get down on that zucchini, bro. <laughs> and the other good thing about this, and you, you might not like this one either, Sam, it ends. How long have we waited? How many films have we had to... 22. 22. <laughs> 22 films. Holy shit, it's been a long time. How many years? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 11 years. Yeah. Uh, 11 years. Yeah. 11 years to finally beat Thanos. So. To put it in perspective, though, like 22 films, two hours each, that's what, 44 hours? Game of Thrones is up to like 70 or 80 hours. 70 or 80 hours. Something over, like that, yeah. What, yeah. five years? Twice as long and half the time. <laughs> I feel like there's a sex joke to be made about that. <laughs> Twice as long and half the time. Uh, for me, the amazing thing about this film that I noticed the most is how well they juggle set pieces with different actors, different personalities, all that sort of stuff. They jam them all into one film and it feels organic. Everyone gets their own juice, everyone gets their own piece, everyone has their own story, their own through line, all that sort of stuff. I find it amazing. My bad thing is the way and that it ended and that it was similar to like Return of the King where it was like, hey, here's Tony Stark's funeral. Hey, here's Hawkeye and Wanda talking. Hey, here's Captain America going back in time. All that sort of shit. It was like an ending after an ending after an ending. And that for me, it was like, it could have been better if they put the Hawkeye scene like sort of ahead of the funeral and then had the Captain America stuff as like a post credit scene. I reckon that would have been a better way of editing the ending. I thought your bad thing would have been um, that it broke you down like a little girl, eh? <laughs> my <laughs> eyes were sweating. <laughs> they were sweating. I ate so much popcorn, my eyes were sweating. That could be your good thing, actually. It broke you down like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. This last time I go to the movies with you. And you enjoyed it. <laughs> this is so good. It's so good. <laughs> Shut up, Archie. My eyes are sweating. Yeah. Final good thing is the amount of fan service it gave you. You know, on your left cap, I can do this all day. You know, going back in time and showing where it's 
gone and come from. A lovely shot at the end at the funeral where it sort of showed Tony Stark drifting off and then you got to see the universes that he's created, all the different characters and, you know, they were grouped up into their own movies and stuff like that. I just loved it. I just loved the fan service. Anywho, that moves us on to question number two, which is a Patreon question, which comes courtesy of the amazing man Phil Joynson. And what would he like to know? He would like to know, what item from this film would you want or definitely not want to be? I definitely would not want to be Thor's beard. That dirty, <laughs> disgusting man. It is a weird, this is all spoilers alert, isn't it? Yep. Thor becomes a I've fat, just talked about Iron Man dying, fat, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thor, over the last five years since the since the snap, becomes this fat degenerate of a man. And he's just been drinking beer and just eating snacks and not having showers. So the dirtiest part of his body is obviously going to be his beard. Everything gets captured <laughs> in there. And, and I would hate to be his beard. That was a really cool way to bring Korg back into the movie, though, playing video games and drinking beer with a fat Thor. Yeah. There's no other way he could have been incorporated. Well, who, who is Korg? Is he like the king's jester or something like that? He's yeah. the king and his... his um, he's he's his jester, his, yeah. He's yeah. just his buddy. It's fucking hilarious. The thing I want to be and don't want to be is Cap Shield. You're the symbol of hope. You're the symbol of patriotism, of standing up against the bad guys, freedom, liberty, all that sort of shit. At the same time, man, you get your ass handed to you by Thanos' bloody double-edged blade, get cut up, get smashed to shit, and later at the end, just get handed over to some other dude, just getting tossed around, you know what I mean? <laughs> but that's the whole point of his shield, he just gets tossed around the whole time. That's all it's ever done. So getting tossed around is a good thing and a bad tossed thing. Tossed all the boys. <laughs> It depends getting, on how you look at it, man. Smashed to pieces or tossed around, one of the three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would not want to be the peanut butter sandwich that Black Widow was supposedly eating. You don't like any cut in triangles? <laughs> no. First of all, so unrealistic. Scarlett Johansson would never eat a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what was that even doing in the movie? What do, what do you reckon, Sam? Would you like to go into Scarlett Johansson's mouth? <laughs> Spread yourself through Scarlett Johansson's mm. mouth? <laughs> but the thing is, she doesn't actually eat it. <laughs> okay, she, first of all, she doesn't even eat it, and then she oh, threatens to use it as a weapon, throwing it at what old what's-his-face. It's true. Just the opportunity. Yeah, for those reasons, exactly, <laughs> I don't want to be the peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> She's a good-looking woman. Fair She's enough. a very good-looking woman. Okay, question number three there, Machu. So what deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film the one that's coming to mind is how bizarre the world would be given that everyone's sort of gone through five years of their life and then suddenly all these people come back that had been removed so you've slowly gotten used to the fact that all of these people that you know and love and all that sort of stuff have gone and you've like slowly moved on but you know as, as we see in it people are still crying they're still upset and then there was a shot at the end where we see the school and everyone like Peter Parker's back at school and he's got his mate Ned and the school halls have fallen and all that sort of stuff what about all the other guys that were the same year of them in school they're long since graduated so i was just thinking like how would the integration happen between the people that have gone and the people that have remained yeah that's a good point because the the people who have remained have aged five years right yeah but the people who are coming back it's like they never left it's like they were five years ago exactly they went yeah. to sleep that's woke bizarre. up so, do you think it'll play out in the next movies do you think there'll be like this five-year gap with some people and other people not so much i feel like you've got to acknowledge it like if your dad lived he's gone through five years of being depressed that all of his you know family and kids have disappeared he's gone running around the world he's murdered all a whole bunch of fucking people <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's just turned into a goddamn yeah. maniac. He's you come back the next day, like you go to sleep, wake up, and oh, hey, dad, how's it going? Well, yeah. I just killed like thirty dudes in Tokyo, so yeah, his family is definitely going to get taken, eh? Oh, no shit, <laughs> it's going to be taken exactly. three, four, five, four, five, six with. Oh, he's gone from Shield agent to Liam Neeson and taken. So my debate, surprisingly, it's actually about something that happened in the movie. It is right at the end. Why did Cap pass the mantle to Falcon rather than Bucky? I was thinking this as well. Mm. The the Bucky, I thought it's Bucky, I believe. Bro, are, yeah. we, are we mates or what? <laughs> I mean, obviously not. Yeah. Falcon's got like an awesome suit that he flies around in and Bucky has an arm. <laughs> he needs something to defend himself with. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, and here's the thing. They've now since made friends with the guys in Wakanda, which is where you get their steel from. Why don't they just make another shield and have two? Bucky's going to come back with a shield and a sword. He's going to be like, yeah, you got your shield? Fuck you. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> Great answers, team. And here comes a shit one. <laughs> Uh, I got so pissed off with the depiction of Hulk in this film that I started thinking if I ever meet with Mark Ruffalo, what, what, I want to give him an arm wrestle. I want to say... <laughs> 
that I beat Hulk. I don't I don't respect Hulk anymore. I want to beat him and arm wrestle. For those of you who have just tuned into our podcast for the first time, Machu likes to get drunk and arm wrestle people in pubs. Machu also likes to cheat profusely. I, so I, when the person is sitting up for the arm wrestle, Machu initiates the arm wrestle. <laughs> so the guy has no chance to prepare himself for what's coming, which is Machu cheating. I, I don't call it cheating, I call it winning. There's an art to it. Pretty sure Lance Armstrong said the same thing, bro. <laughs> There's an art to it, and that, that art is the dark arts. <laughs> <laughs> and damn you, Hulk! You you know I wanted you to come back, and and here I am thinking about armoring the, the actor that played your character. <laughs> and that moves us on to question number four, which comes courtesy of our most recent five dollar Patreon, Mister Dave Baker. Dave also has a Patreon on it. He posts a cornucopia of creative content, ranging from pro samples to curated YouTube recommendations. Because hashtag beat the algorithm, from YouTube video essays to written essays on Medium. Just getting started, but more content to follow and what Dave would like to know is which two characters from this film would you guys most like to have at a house party that's easy I pick someone super enthusiastic and someone th- super enthusiastic at drinking and that's Spider-Man and Thor Spider-Man an underage kid there <laughs> Stace hey it's a house party no one will know it's not like he's buying the alcohol you could just slip him a few drinks slip him a few drinks <laughs> He doesn't have to drink, right? It's just a party. Yeah, yeah it's true, true. Good point, Stace. Uh, good save there, Stacey. <laughs> Thor, what he's in this, in this film, he's loser Thor. He's he's not fun Thor anymore, fun witty Thor. He he is. You saying that, but I could relate to him quite a lot in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's more he's believable be... in this movie yeah. than any of, of the other characters. Yeah. <laughs> At a house party, I think like you want someone that'll bring the beers and someone that'll bring the drugs, and I reckon um, Korg would definitely bring the beers, and the ancient one would bring. Some some crazy ass um, mess with your mind. You're trying um, to tell me Korg wouldn't get you stoned, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we want, we want, I want an out of body experience, and I reckon the ancient one would give me that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm with you there. But here's the thing, man if you get on the pistol, that sort of shit, you need someone to take care of you. And that's why I'm going with Nebula. She's picking up Tony Stark off the ground, putting him in a seat, taking care of him. That's Nebula. what I need. <laughs> so you like bald people too, eh? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing fondness for bald chicks, Jeez. bro. You guys have some bald fetishes, man. <laughs> you picked two bald guys. Korg, 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 got a single hair. <laughs> Who's got the party, fetish? Party people. My party people. Baldies are good to party with, eh, Stacey? Look at this. Yeah. You picked yeah. the, the biggest party animal to marry, so you know, spend the rest of your life. Biggest with animal, party. bro. Come on. Don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't put yeah. me in a box. Yeah. <laughs> Question number five. What job would this movie be suitable for? The job that this film would be best suited for is to run an investment seminar. You could have a whole lot of really successful, upbeat people trying to get people into buy into a series that is what, twenty two movies long. Yeah. And that's the whole that's the whole thing by making getting them all excited. And Sam, you you'd be the first one um, <laughs> throwing down some money on this. So true, so true. The one I'm going to go for is Undertaker because this is pretty much a summation of the life of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it goes through the highs, goes through the lows, it sums up all the good parts. That's what I'm imagining. It's like a three-hour speech at a funeral that takes you on a real big journey. And, you know, you laugh, you cry, and you feel closer afterwards. It puts an end to a lot of things that have happened before it. And what else could be better for it than that? What do you got, Stacey? I think it would be some kind of statistical analyst or a mathematician. Nerd! Exactly, because how on earth do you tie up every single character out of, I don't know, what, 30 main characters? How do you tie up every single storyline without missing something out? That's so, true. So you need to like map that shit out and work out who's been doing what with who and when and where and, and the timelines as well. Who's been I doing mean, what with who? This sounds like a gossipy old woman, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a creative like story writer that needed to be yeah. involved here. It's like, how do we actually include all this shit? Some mathletes in there, people yes. with some yeah. math skills. Anywho, that moves us on to question number six. What you got there, Machu? So what film would be the best or worst to watch it's a double feature with this film. This question comes courtesy of the amazing Emily Higgins who runs the Tasters podcast. Podcast in which she compares a movie that uh, everyone loves yeah, to one that probably doesn't get the love it deserves. And for this one, I'm going to compare this to a movie that deserves everything it gets, which is Justice League, in terms of everyone thinks it's crap. Because it is. Because this is a movie that takes all of these characters that we've grown to love, enjoy, respect, know their storylines, all that sort of shit, has a great finale for them. Justice League tries to launch that with a whole bunch of characters that we've got no interest in, no idea who they are as a person. Well, I think that if you watch this movie and you haven't seen Infinity War... Yeah. 
It's a disaster. You need to watch Infinity War. So I think that is the best, obviously, and that's how you meant to watch it, Infinity War first. Yeah. So you know what the hell has happened. This is a great movie of all time for people of this generation. And I wanted to compare it with a movie that was one of the greatest of uh, another generation, which was uh, Flash Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) What? Flash. Uh, (laughs) What an awesome film. Did you not not, like um, fanboy over Flash Gordon? No, I had taste of movies, bro. um, Did you have taste of movies? No, I've got sanity, bro. I'm not... (laughs) That was a great film. For interesting. A That's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you an interesting. That's an interesting <laughs> answer there, Machu. And that moves us on to question number seven, which is a new question that we're, we're rotating a couple of new ones in the first ten. So, which character from this film would you get to represent your posse in a rap battle? Oh, this is so easy for me. It's got to be Black Panther because he has got a wicked, melodious voice. It's just beautiful to listen to. And he knows how to win in a one-on-one combat. Yeah, but does he have the wit of Rocket to, to just <laughs> rip... You know, he just rips on everybody. He is ripping shit up and he will destroy everyone. He's that little weasel that everyone takes pot shots at and he gives it back ten times. He's the underdog. He He's the one that's going to destroy everyone. Yeah, but he's sort of like, oh, shut up. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> but his, his, his burns are so burning. <laughs> you guys yeah. missed an opportunity here. I'm going with Doctor Strange. If that guy can see 16 million futures or whatever, he can find the one where his rap battle wins. Admittedly... <laughs> <laughs> A posh white English dude think- rapping would probably yeah. be the worst thing to ever hear it on the face like of the planet. He's having an epileptic fit as well when he when he looks into fifteen million different possibilities, and I reckon yeah, that would put would everyone off. Oppos- yeah, exactly. That would scare the opposition. Doctor Epilepsy. He would not win the rap battle. His cape- he could see how to win. Yeah, but his cape might come off and strangle the opponent, and then he wins just by being alive. At the Still end. winning. <laughs> What's the wittiest thing he's come up with? Hmm. <laughs> Anywho. Question eight. How would you incorporate Nicolas Cage into this movie? One of the movies that Nicolas Cage is in, which is Face Off, and I wondered who in this movie has his face off, and I thought Red Skull. Red Skull's got a face off. <laughs> so oh, I'd love to see, yeah, I'd love to see Nicolas Cage play Red Skull. <laughs> Take everyone, lead everyone to the Soul Stone. Nicholas Cage uh, very famously actually changed his last name from Coppola to Cage because of his fondness for Luke Cage. So Ah. there's no way in fucking hell I'd get him to play Luke Cage, but... But, I can't even believe I'm saying this, the MCU would lose all credibility, but imagine if Nicolas Cage reprised his role from Ghost Rider and was there at the final battle. It's another skull. Oh, it's face another off. flaming <laughs> skull. Just riding in on his flaming motorbike. Yep, orange skull this time, not red skull. Orange flaming skull. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The MCU would lose all credibility instantly with that. I'm going with something actually believable here, guys. This could have happened. So I'm getting Nick Cage to reprise his role as Spider-Man Noir from Into the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. and he's Shit. just going to swing by in the middle of the battle and he's just going to help out his old mate Peter Parker carrying the gauntlet along. Just he's going to swing by carry it along a bit, pass it to the next person and then he's out of there. Yeah, Stacey won that one. And then, and then he's going to have some kind of wry, witty one-liner while he does it in Some Sarah. dark brooding scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He <laughs> might I'm going to down to my fingertips to feel something. <laughs> exactly. Okay, question number nine there, Machu. So what quote from this film would be the worst to hear straight after sex? Careful on re-entry, there's an idiot in the landing zone. <laughs> Hey! Is that Peter Quill, that idiot? No, no, it's Paul Rudd. (laughs) That's Nebula when she lands. She goes, Rhodey, careful on re-entry. There's an idiot in the landing zone. Okay, mine is, this is him, seriously? It was either him or a tree. (laughs) Why is there three people in the room, Stacey? (laughs) Who are you talking to? You've got someone on um, Facebook Live or something. (laughs) So, you've left the room. You're outside. Uh, This is the conversation that you overhear. Oh, right. So you go to the... (laughs) Him or a tree. <laughs> At least if it was a tree, you're going to get rooted, bro. <laughs> yeah. But what age, excuse me, what age is Groot in this movie? You need oh. to count the number of rings in his bark, babe. <laughs> yeah. A lot of rings. There's so many rings. Though. I just thought it was, this is kind of a creepy line, actually, and that's why I think it's the worst one to say, is when you look into a girl's eyes and say, I am inevitable. 
<laughs> Whoa. Okay. Okay. Got yeah. Getting super creep. Like super ca- creep. And finally, moves us on to our final question of the all answer round, which is another Patreon question. And this question comes courtesy of Julio of the Contrarians Podcast, another amazing podcast got to check out, in which they rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. If Rotten Tomatoes reckons a movie's awesome, they argue why it's not. Absolutely love their podcast. You can find a link to it in the show notes below. And Julio would like to know what is our most controversial opinion about this film? This could have also done as my philosophical debate but I decided to bring it up here because I thought it might be controversial and my opinion is does Thanos have a good point would the universe be better off without half the people like as we don't know what's happening in the other planets but on earth we're completely destroying earth we've got climate change happening we've just got too many people you know starving and all that kind of thing maybe it was just his delivery that wasn't the right way of going about it that wasn't such a popular method of thinning out the population so you reckon they should have slowly killed people off you know a lot of people throughout time have had these same ideas uh, important smart people Adolf Hitler (laughs) Joseph Stalin (laughs) Chairman Mao Brad Pitt <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so, but th- so here's the thing. That's why it's why contra- not, no? that's why it's controversial, yeah. right? Is we're all just assuming that it's a bad idea to have less people on Earth mm. and in the universe. Whereas it might be better to have less people. I'm not saying we should do anything about it like this drastic, but I think it's something worth cons- considering. You'd, you'd be interested to know that there's a subreddit on Reddit that is Thanos did nothing wrong, so they're all on your side. And even in this movie, Captain America one stage walks along and you know catches up with Black Widow and says hey I saw a pot of whales and she's like what in the Hudson he's like yeah about all the ships around there's less pollution and shit like that yeah exactly so there would be beneficial I think that's a that's a fair point did um, Thanos has he he got the right action you know in in China at the moment you can only have um, (laughs) you can only have one baby so that's literally two parents going down 50% being halved yeah yeah, yeah. and that's a that's a that's a government policy that's Mm. doing good things in China interestingly Chairman Thanos is the most recent premiere for China. <laughs> <laughs> He's got this gauntlet, eh? Yeah. Everyone's like, holy shit. <laughs> we, What's we, Donald we, Trump we, doing we, media with this <laughs> fucking purple dude? <laughs> what have you got, Machu? My my controversial opinion is about this film is that, and actually they brought it up. They talked about time travel and they kind of made light of time travel movies. So they talked mm. about <laughs> Back to the Future and uh, you know some of the themes throughout that film. And my controversial opinion was this is not a very good time travel movie. Oh, I'm gonna kill you! <laughs> Great time travel movies are Back to the Future one, not two or three, just one, and Terminator <laughs> two, which is great. And everything else falls sadly way, way, way behind. Along with this film, there's just too many plot holes. This is the problem with time travel movies. It's such an easy thing to do to say, how do we how do we fix this movie? Did all the writers run out of ideas and decide, you know what, you know what fixes everything? Time travel. <laughs> <laughs> Let's true. make something believable, it's and it's not believable actually. Uh, Marvel writers, time travel sucks, and uh, <laughs> whoa, that's whoa, my controversial. That's that my is, controversial yeah. opinion. That is- to explode. <laughs> I, I actually think it's more on, on the level of interstellar. Like, so where it's a different, time becomes a different dimension, right? So the, in the quantum realm is a different dimension. So you could almost argue it's not really time travel, it's like dimensional or alternate mm. parallel universe travel. Which is exactly what it is. A lot of people think that it is going back and changing time, but it's not. It's actually going back to alternate universes and then taking the infinity stones from those universes and then bringing them back to their universe like as they explain in the movie you can't go back and change your past it's already happened but we can go back to variations of your past and all this other shit and if you read the Marvel comics it makes sense because there's a million different Earths and blah blah blah, blah and all that sort of shit the multiverse theory the multiverse theory there you about. go uh, this is, it's time travel wait <laughs> They travel. They literally. They have a time machine. What is that doing? It's not. It's not the multiverse machine. It's the time travel. Well, that's the thing. Like Paul Rudd jokes about that. He's like, but it should be called the multiverse machine. But it's not because that's what they're doing. He's going to different, different fucking universes. It kind of touches on my own, which is Captain America's a fucking a hole for this entire movie. Wait, wait, we're talking about we're talking about the most legitimate hero in this film. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. 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 The only person that is an actual hero. Let me justify this for like ninety eight percent of the film. The guy is amazing, he's a legend, all that sort of shit. Right at the end, he doesn't bother asking anyone else to come with him or anything to take the Infinity Stones back to the different timelines they just come from, right? At this point, Captain America's been around in modern society for about 15 years. His best friend Bucky has been around in society for probably 
year. Bucky comes out of being frozen and then finally realizes who he is, starts getting his thoughts and, you know, his past and all that sort of shit back. Knows who, like, Captain America is and stuff. So Bucky's been in modern society for about a year, right? Captain America then goes back in time and strands himself back in time. Leaves Bucky in the future. If anyone should be going back in time, it should be Bucky. He's got friends, family, all that sort of shit in the past. Captain America's just going back in time, literally, to hook up with some chick that wanted to go on a date with him. That's all he's doing. Doesn't he deserve something? He's just, you know, he's just fought Thanos, the, the greatest. Um... But they've all fought Thanos. <laughs> Doesn't he deserve he, something? He's, he's devoted a... his life to saving the world. Doesn't he deserve well, a little piece of it He absolutely deserves something. You're right. He is a, is a bit of an asshole move, and it ties back to that, what we were talking about earlier, how he passed his shield to Falcon instead of Bucky. Yeah, instead of so Bucky. he left Bucky in the future, stranded, and he didn't pass his shield to him. He should have taken Bucky back in, the, back in the past with him. It also opens up the question of, like, if they're going to different timelines, how is he in this one? You know what I mean? Because they've established that if you go back and change the past, you can't change it sort of thing. He shouldn't be an old man sitting on the bench. And, and then I was thinking about this. Unless he went back into a different universe where he's still frozen, marries Peggy, has a relationship with her and all that sort of stuff, and then he comes back from that one into this one and then just sits on a bench like an arsehole waiting around for the other guys to discover him there. Yeah. But that's my thing. Anyway, he, he was an a-hole to desert Bucky like that. I I was a bit annoyed. Right. Machu, that moves us on to Machu's questions. So which of the Avengers would you least like to be, or least want to be, five years on after the snap? Four is probably the easiest answer because he's just got this schlubby dad bod and he's you know on the piss the whole time. He's doing a sweet fuck all of his life. But I don't want to be Hawkeye. I don't want to spend my time running around the world killing people that deserve to be killed. I'd rather be on the piss. I'd rather be playing Fortnite with Korg. Yeah, I'm going with the Hulk uh, for reasons Machu's mentioned earlier. I picked this answer before I knew Machu's feelings about the new Hulk. But I kind of agree. It's like, oh, you just don't get to be the best version of yourself. You, but you, but he thinks it is the best. He's quite happy and he feels cool and popular and smart and green, but he's not really the Hulk. <laughs> Even Valkyrie says to him at one point, I liked you better when you were one of the other two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either yeah. be a dick or be a yeah. maniac. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Good answers, guys. Moving on to my next question. During the film, there is the time travel element and they go back and they meet different versions of their friends and family so what is something wacky from your past, if you had the opportunity to do some time travel, would you go back and change or, or just <laughs> just enjoy being part of the moment? I would love to go back and watch myself about, oh, I don't know, seven or eight years ago when I was at a pub in London and they had Bandioki, where a full band plays a song and one of the people in the crowd gets up and sings. And one of my friends was like, hey, you're an awesome singer. Why don't you get up and sing? And I was like, yeah, yeah sweet as, whatever. Went up, put my name down. I was singing The Strokes last night. And I was like, yeah, I know that song. Know it back and forth and that sort of shit and they said to me oh there's about a two hour wait and I was like yeah no problem no problem two hours later I was so steaming drunk I don't remember the words I don't remember my own name I don't know where I am I get up on a stage in front of a couple of hundred people I wham through a song to the point that the, the normal singer of the band comes over and pulls the microphone off me crowd's booing <laughs> one of my mates is in the crowd he's actually fighting a guy who threw something at me it was probably one of the most hilarious experiences of my life that anyone for watching at the point I was like highly traumatised but now looking back on it I would have loved to have just slipped into the crowd, looked at him and thought, Dick. That's that's awesome. You wouldn't even save yourself. <laughs> no, yeah. You no. just watch yourself. You yeah, know what? It's I, hilarious. I love a good train wreck and here it comes. <laughs> Was there a, an Infinity Stone in Acton at that time? In 4, which came out roughly around the same time, 4-2 The Dark World, They the Reality Stone actually ends up in Greenwich in London. So it was in London at that time. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> shit. What? Okay, so you have a legitimate reason. Sam to go was there. In Natalie Portman was there. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth were there. Okay, my two top favorite crushes. <laughs> I'm thinking I might go back to the night when I first met Sam. What? <laughs> and I'd just say to myself, hmm. Maybe you should stay at home tonight. I don't think you Whoa. need to go, go to that party. Whoa. <laughs> which stone? Which stone, Stacey? Um, soul, soul stone. Soul stone. <laughs> <laughs> Take your, don't give your soul away here, Stacey. Are you, what are you going to do? Push him off the cliff? <laughs> I'm going to push my true love off the for, you know, for, a, no, for a shiny piece of soul stone. That's the thing, bro. You've got to push someone you love off that cliff. I don't think, where's the love? There's the, she loves you so much, she actually, actually wants that little yellow stone. 
moving on to my last question. A number of the Avengers, I think, sounds like they've finished in this film. So yep. Iron Man's done. Yep. Uh, Captain America's done. Yep. Uh, Black Widow's done. Although you know? Black Widow is getting a solo film coming up soon. Uh, so what? Yeah, who knows? How does that work? She's Although I'll probably see it before this event. Oh, okay. Yeah, this movie. Right. Yeah. So if so, there's a couple that you know that have been knocked off in this film. But what other Avenger would you have got rid of in this film? I think we're done with War Machine. I don't think he has that much to <laughs> offer anymore. Who the hell is War Machine? Like he's a dick, eh? He, yeah. he takes the piss out of other characters, and I feel like nah. You get out of this film, mate. Eh? Yeah, exactly. Like, takes a piss out of Peter Quill and says, "Is that an? Who is this idiot? Or is he an idiot? What is yeah, oh, it's shit like that. But like, here's the thing: like, he's only useful because of Tony Stark. Yeah, like he was just an army man or whatever. He's he's useless. Get rid of him. My answer that I had previously prepared doesn't seem appropriate anymore. I feel <laughs> like it is. I'm, I was, I'm excited I was about to say, <laughs> Bucky. <laughs> but does that make me an a hole? <laughs> Yeah, that makes you another like, like a-hole cap. Yeah, yeah. Cap wants to get rid of him and so does Stacey. No, 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 no. I love Bucky. He's great. But I just don't understand where his character is going, what's going on. He's just in the background and they're not utilising him properly. And the only future we can really see is, is he going to hang around and be the sidekick for Captain Falcon America? He is. They are making a Falcon and Bucky TV series. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's going to look like stupid compared to him and that moves me on to my questions kind of similar question here which one of the avengers is actually like really useless and really just a fill-in my natural answer would be hawkeye but i, th- I just want to spread out the love and talk about someone else and that is wanda she- okay no. okay okay let me s- explain she- i get it she is super powerful right she yes she is super super powerful but the rest of her character sucks she's just so lackluster and uninteresting Interesting and her costume's stupid and it's like <laughs> come on <laughs> no well everyone's got these amazing suits right and she's wearing just bloody a jacket and jean red pleather or <laughs> yeah red pleather it's like come on it's like either put her in the same oh in realm as the other characters or yeah. just get rid of her what do you got Machu? i actually thought black widow like at the, at one point Everyone, they had this meeting and everyone was talking about all the shit that they were doing. And she was like, all this intelligence come through me. But um, send all your, yeah, because she wasn't doing shit. The best thing she was good at is tripping up Hawkeye. That's about it. Like, well, what, what did she do? What did she do in this film? She did nothing. She, even, in the, even in the last film, she was like fighting aliens. And I kept thinking, that's all right. Aliens would smoke you. You're useless. She's you. not alone. <laughs> I think you guys are missing the real easy option, which was Mantis. At one point there at the end, they were all running into battle. And I was like, all of these guys have guns and like all like special abilities and all that sort of shit. Mantis is just running in unarmed. Yeah, so but like, what the hell is she going to do? Jump on some dude and like, ah, you she, was rockers, she was Rocket's an antenna friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, wow. my old antenna mate, he couldn't even remember her name. He just yeah. called her antenna friend. Exactly. <laughs> Anywho, that moves us on to the next question. So if Thanos invaded New Zealand, what would your guys' defence plan be? Why would you bother? It's not even on most world maps. Yeah. He doesn't even know. <laughs> but you, you wouldn't even find it, eh? Like, yeah. I am going to conquer all these islands and uh, New Zealand is in the middle of the sea with no actual physical presence. <laughs> no army. Oh, we've got an army. No air force. A little bit of a navy. The navy's like a couple of tugboats. Yeah. But if he did manage to find it, he'd just come here to retire. We live in a great retirement village town. Yeah, things grow really well. He seems to do a bit yeah. of farming, eh? Yeah. So you reckon he'd show up and we'd be like, oh, cheer, bro, no, you made a couple of mistakes in the past. But uh, you know, oh, we all we all make mistakes, man. Oh, yeah, you come, exactly. no, you wiped out half my family. But oh, who cares, bro? <laughs> Thanos said, you know, when he fought the Avengers, that was a good challenge for him, and he would enjoy it. I don't think he would enjoy invading New Zealand. So the best defense is no defense. Let's <laughs> let's not alpha male him. Let's not like, let's not be all staunch and push back. Let's let's be the male. Let's let's be soft and let him take submissive mercy, and- submissive, <laughs> and let him protect us. He's like, yeah. they're the weakest. They're the w- Holy shit, I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> this this country's got no defences. You're going to get cuckolded submissive. by Thanos. That's I'm going to be plan. so submissive that he's going to take pity and mercy on me and uh, <laughs> and protect us. Protect this us is all. the most embarrassing thing I've ever heard, man. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to do jack shit, man. You know what? He's like allergic to sheep. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we send 40 million sheep at him. Fun fact, world, we have like 10 sheep for every human on this couple of islands we live on, eh? Maybe Thanos is allergic to sheep. He's allergic to wool. It, uh, maybe he flares up. His eyes get all puffy and he's like, oh, I can't even move my fingers. I can't snap them. Get rid of New Zealand. <laughs> Moves us on to my final question. Which two characters from this film have slept together but they aren't telling anyone? Oh, this is easy. It's Thor and Captain Marvel. Oh. They would make such a cute couple too, but they slept together before we, before Thor got all fat and stuff. And they ran into each other at Blockbuster. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I had Nebula and Iron Man. Because one of those... <laughs> It's one of those, we're definitely going to die. Mechanical I'm an, loving. I'm an opportunist. <laughs> um, what, 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 what you got, Nebula? <laughs> she was gentle and caring for Iron Man right at the end, and I was thinking to myself, these guys are boned. Iron Man's throwing, he, and then he, he's a ladies' man. He has got some moves, mm. some some mega moves. Probably filmed it on his <laughs> camera. <laughs> hey, Pepper. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say that. Rebu. Hey, don't, don't watch this part, Pepper. Don't watch this part, Morgan. Oh, shit. She's transforming. It's like a, having sex with a transformer. <laughs> <laughs> and that moves us on to Stacey's questions. What you got there, mate? The start of the movie when Ant-Man kind of comes back from the quantum realm and he's like, what the fuck is going on here? He's running down the street to try and find his old house and he runs into this kid on a bike going down the street and he's like, hey mate, what happened here? And the kid just turns around, looks at him with evil eyes, doesn't say a word and then bikes off. Why did he do that? Why was that kid so rude to him? Because he stinks. He's been like, uh, like it's been five <laughs> hours in the quantum realm, yeah. But it took ages for him to get released, and he's just walking down the street with this bloody trolley full of stuff. <laughs> hey, uh, what's happened here, mate? Oh, turns around, you see this dude in five-year-old clothes and all this the stinking stuff because all that stuff was packed away. It's been sitting in a what looked like a container for yeah. for five years. So, <laughs> so it's got to be. It'll have all sorts of holes. He looks like a homeless man, and he's talking to some young kid. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, I'm just going to agree with Machu. I reckon that he just looked at Ant Man and was like, "Okay, this guy's insane." He's wandering around asking what's happened. So he's potentially had a mental breakdown, thinks that the world's gone normal, and just like, hey, what's going on, kid? He's trying to hide his pain. Mm, I don't know, yeah. something like that. That kind of leads us into the next question is, why is the world so broken down with only half the population alive? Why couldn't they continue to do some of the normal things? Like we see the one of the sports stadiums there, you know, completely rotting with falling down and half the city is falling down and everything's overgrown. It's like, why would it be so broken down? Here's my theory. One of the guys says, you know, I miss the Mets. Like we talked about that sort of shit. I reckon when Thanos snapped his fingers, he got rid of all the most useful people. Okay, now you're getting Captain into America a whole was other. there. No, no, no. Like, okay, <laughs> like, let's there. put aside the heroes like and stuff like that. Useful way. You start getting rid of half the people. That's a ton of knowledge that's just wiped out. I mean, I've worked for large organisations before where there's like three or four people that know everything. Yeah. And then when they leave, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing. When they you leave, now. everything collapses. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, just gotta go get that file off that dude. Oh wait, dude's gone. Oh shit, now don't I don't know work, where it's buried. I have to work triply hard. Because that, and I'll just go see such and such an admin who's who's going to pay my pay this week. Wait, they're not there. Exactly. <laughs> oh shit! No one knows how to use payroll, so I get paid for fucking six weeks. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, interesting take on. And my final question is: Which of the male Avengers is the most sexiest? Who wrote this question? You did. <laughs> me. You wrote it down. Let me reword that. Which is the sexiest male Avenger? I love nothing better than a man with a mohawk. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and you know, like he's a he's a man scorned. He's a like wait, hang on a second. Ned isn't an Avenger, eh? <laughs> no. Okay, okay. So it's definitely Hawkeye then. Yeah. <laughs> ah, interesting. Yeah, he's pretty buff in this movie. I think if Korg was an Avenger, he'd be your rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be his hard place. <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm attracted to people's intelligence and their wit, and I think I'd go with Ant Man because he, you know, he's not full of himself. He likes to take the piss out of himself, and he's not always that serious. So he's a 50 year old man. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have his 50th, 50th birthday the other day? Whoa! Oh, what wow. you like the most about Ant Man is you can shrink down to a size that's comparable to yours. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, <laughs> my wife told me. My wife told me. Just waiting for him to work it out. There Makes we go. It, He's working he, out. He, he can make me real big and him real small. <laughs> I, I want to be. I just want to be a big spoon. So. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, so Ant-Man. And that moves us down to the final question, which is the listener question. A question that we threw out there to you guys to answer for us. But before we get into your answers, let's hear from us. Which character from the Marvel Universe that hasn't appeared in the MCU yet would we most like to see in the future phases? Now, Marvel has managed to acquire the rights back to the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, all their associated villains. They still don't own all the Spider-Man villains and all that sort of shit, but they've kind of got an agreement with Sony. Anywho, what do you guys reckon? Which character from the Marvel Universe would you guys like to see in a future film? And I love looking at Stacey right now because she has no idea. (laughs) Brace yourselves, here comes Superman. Okay, so I think I've mentioned this before on a previous episode, but I think that Jessica Jones is pretty cool but based on what I just said about Wanda having a dumb outfit I'm wondering how you could have Jessica Jones in the MCU but not in a superhero suit you know just in jeans and a t-shirt and a leather Leather jacket jacket, or played by Kristen Ritter would you want her yeah sure yeah yeah she's awesome there's a character who's a villain that I like to compare to my friends because they've got huge heads I also have a (laughs) Huge head. So it's a bit of deflection, to be fair. Like, I, I try to get in first and call them big heads before they call me a big head. Like, for example, Sam's got a huge head. But it's actually proportionate to his body. And I've got a huge head that is way out of proportion to my body. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Lollipop Man. <laughs> the Marvel character that I like to see, so people would understand who it was and know what I look like, pretty much, is Modok. Um, so Modok is, is basically a giant head with little arms and little legs. There's a ton for me. Like, how do I answer this question? As a massive Marvel nerd, how do I even, like, begin to answer this question? But we need a real huge bad guy, and he hasn't been done justice in the first or the second Fantastic Four movie. We went, I want Galactus. I really want Galactus. He's this giant monster of a man that flies around the universe devouring planets. And I think if you're going to go with a next big bad guy, you need Galactus. So I'd love to see what they do with it. Introduce Fantastic Four, introduce Namor, introduce X-Men, all that sort of shit. Fine, sweet, go go ahead. You know That'd be awesome, but we need that big bad guy. Him or Doctor Doom or Apocalypse are the only sort of next three bad guys that I can imagine to take over the MCU. And that moves us over to you guys, the listeners. Let's just quickly run through what you guys had to say. First of all, Spanky, uh, he will like to see a decent Silver Surfer. Completely agree with you there. Good call, Spanky. Tom Green, if they bring the X-Men in as per theory, would be great to see Wolverine. A new fresh take on it, maybe even played by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> Stacey doesn't sound like she's a fan of that one. <laughs> Throws it over to Topher and Billy from the podcast We Watched a Thing. Topher started off by saying, Batman. Billy then replied, he said MCU, mate. Lex Luthor. <laughs> well done, guys. Even Stacey got those. And then that moves us over to Twitter, where we've got some awesome answers as usual. Gillian Ashton takes a deep breath, and she says, so we've got Heroes for Hire, Squirrel Girl, The Eternals, Phase 4, Don't Fuck It Up Like the Inhumans, She-Hulk, Please God, Give X-23 Her Own Movie, and fucking Kate Bishop Hawkeye. Yes, 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 Gillian. Yes, yes, yes. Completely agree. Oh, yeah, I love the X-23 idea. Yeah, shit, yeah. yeah. Tara Mahalik threw out the best answer ever, which is She-Hulk. God, do we need to see a She-Hulk oh, movie? After the worst Hulk, She-Hulk yeah. would be a significant improvement. <laughs> so true. Over to Dave from Super Movie Bros. Wolverine, to be the dirty little killing machine he was always meant to be. Shit, I want to see that. Renegade said, Wolverine or Deadpool, let the bad assery commence. Completely agree. What I would love to see is there's a comic book called The Good, The Bad, The Ugly in which the good is Captain America, the bad is Wolverine, and the ugly is Deadpool. Shit, I'd love to see that. Oh, that is that, that sounds, sounds awesome. cool. Yeah. yeah. Moving on to Colby Mac, Forget Me Not. It's a real deep cut. Forget Me Not is a X-Men character who has the ability for people to completely forget who he is. So, like, they'll literally be running after them. He'll run around the corner. As soon as they lose sight of him, they've forgotten who he is and shit like that. What's funny is Professor X is literally the only X-Men that, like, typically remembers him. Deacon the Nerd said Dr. Doom. 100% agree with you there, man. Jamba said Chloe Bennett out of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, TV series. She plays a character named Quake. You both look at me because never of you watch it. She is awesome in the TV series. She's got great powers. Still any good podcast through Santa Claus, the movie, which was a Marvel super special. It was a Marvel tie-in comic book with a Santa Claus movie. So they want to see Santa Claus in the MCU. (laughs) Is Santa Claus an MCU character? He is now. His special power is coming down your chimney. (laughs) (laughs) Pulling presents out of his sack. Over to Autistic Nick, who threw at us Wanda Maximoff. I was like, mate, she's the Scarlet Witch. I was like, bro, she's already in it. So he said, introducing PVC man. And tweeted a picture of a guy wearing nothing but a PVC pair of undies. (laughs) Is that PVC? Is that Wanda's jacket 
that's just been ripped off and yes. refashioned into a loincloth. Pretty much what remains of Wanda's jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, big shout out here to the epic film guys. Nick from that show sent us a picture of Apocalypse from the X-Men universe. Would absolutely love to see Apocalypse in the MCU, but enough of that. We need to talk about epic film guys. They are doing a show called Livestream for the Cure in which for 40 hours they are live streaming themselves to raise money for cancer research, eh babe? Yes, and they're also interviewing amazing other guests like ourselves. Yes, that's right. We're going to be on at 8.30 on uh, May 17th, aren't we? 8.30 in the morning. Yes, that's right. 4.30pm Eastern Time or some shit over there time or something like that. We're going to go on and we're going to do a mini version of our show in which we ask 10 questions that can be applied to any film and just have a chat with them for about half an hour. So what we're going to do is at the end of the show we're going to play a promo for them so you can go out and check it out and all that sort of shit. But me and Stacey absolutely can't wait. Really looking forward to it. Hope you guys will tune in and raise some money to you know fight cancer because fuck cancer. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited about that one. It'll be fun. It's going to be like um, Russell Crowe when he goes out. He wants to beat cancer, so he finds someone with cancer and he beats that person. Is that what you're going to do? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fighting around the world. Anywho, that takes us down to the end of our podcast. Thank you, everyone, that got in touch this week. We love your answers. It helps shape the show and really appreciate it. Uh, it helps improve the show. Oh, it makes us look like we know what the hell we're talking about. Thank you, these two, for coming along and watching the movie with me. It's been great. Thanks, you guys. Well, thanks for telling us about this movie, Sam. I don't think I would have heard of it otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, if you like this podcast and want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews In. You can email us at mritqs at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Movie Reviews and 20 Kids. Look, the links are down in the show notes. You guys can work it out. Also, we are still running the competition to win two tickets to the premiere of the film, Same But Different. If you're in Auckland on the 4th of May, send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com saying, hey, I want to win those tickets. And yeah, that's enough. You know, we're going to pick someone out as random. Had quite a few entries, but you never know. Never know your luck. Anyway, that's thanks for me. Thanks. Chip. I'm Nick. I'm Justin. And I'm Brian. And we're the hosts of the Epic Film Guys podcast. With the live stream for The Cure coming May 17th, we want to know... What's what's your your story? story? The live stream for The Cure is a charity event to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute for a future free of all forms of cancer. It's also a celebration of those we've loved, those we've lost, and those who continue to fight. This event is so much bigger than just our little show. It's about all of us and how we've been affected by cancer. Throughout the 40-hour live stream for The Cure, we'll be sharing your photos and stories so we can honor who we're fighting for. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com slash what's your story and learn how you can share your story with us. Together, we can make a difference.